Welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. Today's episode is part two of our Oscar Week coverage. Today I'm talking with three of the Oscar-nominated directors in the animated short film category. I start off talking with Luis Bagnall for Late Afternoon, followed by David Fine and Allison Snowden for Animal Behavior, and Trevor Jimenez for Weekends. All three of their films are absolutely incredible and all offer such a unique take on their animated styles. I absolutely love talking to all of them and finding out so many of the stories behind their films, uh, the animation choices that they made, uh, as, as well as you know what inspired their stories. Uh, a lot of these guys come from backgrounds where they've been around a lot of big Oscar-nominated films in the past. Trevor Jimenez works still for Pixar, where he's worked on Coco, Finding Dory, and you know he's, he's been through that process, and this was his first time kind of stepping out and making his own project as well as Louise Bagnall you know late afternoon follows the story of this older woman suffering from dementia and the way that she experiences you know so many of her memories coming back and she discovers her daughter it's such a beautiful film and then of course animal behavior is much different from the entire pack it's absolutely hilarious I really hope I see more from this uh, of course David Fine and Allison Snowden are previous Oscar winners for Bob's birthday uh, in 1994 and you know it's, it's just so fun talking to these guys and hearing their stories hearing their past experiences um, as you hear at the beginning of each one of these episodes including on the episode that we released yesterday i ask each one of them what their experience was like finding out about the nomination and it may seem repetitive but the reason i do that is because everybody has such a unique experience you know finding out about this and for a lot of people this is their first time these are once in a lifetime experiences and you can hear the emotion in some of their voices they, as they talk about, you know, finding out, you know, that they all their hard work has paid off and they're now nominated for an Academy Award. And it's just so much fun hearing those stories and, you know, hearing all the different experiences as people find out, you know, that they've reached one of their greatest dreams. If you haven't had a chance yet, make sure that you get onto Shorts TV or check your local listings to find out which theaters are still playing the Oscar Shorts program. The Academy Awards are just in a few short days, and uh, you still have time to watch all of these, so they're not very long. They are shorts, after all. Uh, most of them you know, are averaging about 15 minutes in length. You've got a few that are kind of on the tail end, uh, where they're allowed to go up to 40 minutes. There's only a couple that are that long, though, so you can knock out all of these in, in, a, in a day. So take the time to do so. There are a lot of great films playing in the documentaries, the live actions, and of course the animated. Uh, so make sure that you take the time to watch all of these. And you'll know more than everybody at your Oscar party this Sunday because you'll have seen more films than all of them. Uh, so take the time to check those out. Tomorrow is part three of our series. Where we'll wrap this up. We've got three more directors on tomorrow. And, you know, all great stories from them as well. And then, of course, on Saturday, Austin and I will release our predictions of who we think is going to take home the Oscar gold come Sunday. Uh, we absolutely love doing this episode. It's one of everybody's favorites. Uh, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Thank you to all of the great directors who have taken the time to call into the show and talk about their films. Uh, it's just such a pleasure to speak with all of them and we wish all of them the best of luck. It's so incredible, you know, to be able to reach the Oscars and you know, it's so much hard work that goes into this. Uh, so make sure you take the time and pay the respects. Uh, to such hard work in these, in all of these fields. Uh, and again, the short film categories, they kind of get overlooked every year. Uh, people, you know, they, they tried to cut live action originally from the broadcast and, you know, it, it's, it's just not fair to some of these filmmakers who, you know, they, they already don't get the recognition they deserve because they're not these big blockbuster films. Uh, so please get out there, check out Shorts TV. Uh, you'll be able to watch everything there. And again, check your theater listings to find out where the Oscar Shorts program is playing near you. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Again, stay tuned for part three of our Oscar week coverage tomorrow uh, with three more directors. Thank you again to the Oscar Shorts program for letting us cover this. Until tomorrow, enjoy this episode. Thank you.
for, first off, congratulations on your on your Oscar nomination. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So now this is your first Oscar nomination. What was the uh, what was that like that morning finding out as they announced all of the uh, nominees? Um, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. Um, very surreal experience for me. Uh, we were um, for us it was at like lunchtime because I I live in uh, Ireland and the studio I work in is in Ireland. So for us that was a lunchtime event. And uh, myself and my producer sort of hid away at a local restaurant because we couldn't um, we couldn't we couldn't sit with the rest of the crew and watch it because we were too nervous. So we uh, we hid away at a local restaurant. But then as soon as it was announced, because we had to watch it on our on our phones, and as soon as it was announced, <laughs> we were just suddenly screaming unexpectedly, and uh, you know ran back and joined the rest of the crew, and we had a great afternoon. So it was. Honestly, it was like I couldn't believe it. You know, it was just—it just feels so surreal. It just feels very surreal, but I'm um, very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I have to imagine it was so much worse for you guys. Where, where so many of us are here, here in Los Angeles, and we're watching it in real time, and you had to go through your whole morning just knowing that that those announcements <laughs> were coming and having to just anticipate it all morning long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plenty of time for people to sort of, you know mention it in the morning and mention it in morning meetings as if you know you haven't thought about it yet that day <laughs> but um you know and it, it just it does feel funny because like obviously as well you know like i mean i'm working in a, in a town in ireland it's not um it sort of feels like a million miles away from the reality of my normal working day so yeah yeah that was exciting so i always look forward to watching the oscar nominated animated shorts uh, because animation just gives you so many uh, different ways to tell the stories that the live action films don't and with late afternoon you really dove into that with you, you see so many stories of similar uh, with an older with an older person kind of mm-hmm. looking back on their on their past and with late afternoon you found such a unique way to do it how did you come up with this storyline i think um partly the storyline for me was about trying to explore um a woman's life um you're trying to really see an inner kind of world um, and then partly, partly that, and then it was also partly a personal, you know, a personal experience in terms of, um, like, my grandmothers, while they didn't have dementia, they had other things in the later on in their lives that, like, you know, was confusion and things like that. And um, for me, like, I took a lot of what I knew of them uh, and their lives and kind of put it into the character, so little detail. So I think um, a lot of those things kind of came together in a desire to both explore somebody's life and then also literally trying to understand my own family, you know, my own grandmother's lives better myself. So uh, I think for me it was like both a personal kind of point of view and also a desire to tell this kind of more bigger, you know, this bigger thing about like sort of delving into people. Yeah. Yeah, it's an absolutely beautiful story. And the animation style... It's another thing I love with all of the animated shorts is everybody has such a unique style uh, to to each one of their films. What, what kind of inspires your style? I I loved the coloring, the imagery. Each time she went back to a different point, I, I loved how the coloring changed and and set the tone for each emotion. Yeah, I mean, I think we knew, like, I knew it was going to be a very um, visual film, as in, like, I knew it was going to really need to rely on a lot of abstract imagery and also the color in order to help the audience understand what's going on but also to feel you know to really feel the emotive um sort of um things that are happening to to the character in the film so um this is that, that was an aspect that we worked really hard on um we kept the design of the characters quite simple to kind of it kind of lulls the audience into kind of 
getting closer and almost to the screen. You know, you, you're kind of reaching out and you're projecting your own emotion onto the characters when they're when they're kind of keeping it quite simple. So that was part of what we wanted to do, and then we became, and you know, it became a lot more elaborate in the color in the color language. And as the film goes on, the kind of color tells a story. So it starts off kind of a simple kind of contrast between the present and the past. You know, the present is warm, but it's quite it's quite um, you know simple colors and very flat camera angles and very simple in that sense. And then the memories are these kind of dynamic, um, you know, vibrant um, moments. And then as the film progresses, the, the memories kind of become almost overwhelming with color and with camera movement, whereas the, the present day, it starts to seep into this present day, as we call it. So for us, like, the, the actual visual look of the film became very important to the, to the narrative and for the audience to really grasp and to feel what was happening to the character. Yeah, it, it, you definitely found a way that just kept it moving and kept the story just continually pulling you in more and more and more. One of my favorite moments is is the train. The way that the coloring on the train moved with the camera movement was was just yeah. so captivating that I, I loved the way that you you almost just kind of lean into the into the frame yeah. as it, as it turns around. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, that's one of the joys of making animation, and in particular making 2D animation, is that you can really manipulate, you know, how you draw it really can suck the viewer in. And, you know, you can kind of, um, you know, we had a, you know, it can be both a camera move, but also the thing in camera is also changing shape. So it's kind of like this double, you know, this, you know, you get dynamicism, dynamic kind of camera move, but you also get this extra level of like things are evolving even as you even as you reach forward, it's changing. So um, it kind of helps us to to make you know definitely brought this sense of vitality to the memories that we were trying to really bring them to life in an emotive way. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it was a very that, I love that scene in particular, actually <laughs> the train one. And um, yeah, that was and I just like the way it visually came together as well. How how have audiences reacted when, I mean, you're you're going through all of her life, all of Emily's life, and and seeing these these tender memories. But the moment when she recognizes her daughter, what has been the the audience reaction to to that particular scene? Um, I generally get get told off for making people cry, which <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I'm totally blameless in that one. Um, but uh, I think what what's really interesting is that a lot of people. Um, when I've been at screenings, a lot of people want to tell me, talk to me afterwards, uh, or not even a lot, but there's always a few people anyway who, who want to talk to me because they just want to tell me, you know, um, about their own experiences, um, even if it's not the same as what's on screen, but they, 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 they can see that there's something familiar there and that they want to reach out and talk about it, which is, which is really wonderful for me um, to just have that, you know, that people want to talk to me, essentially a stranger about it. Um, but also, you know, I think there's something, even if you haven't had experience in your own life of uh, somebody with, you know, a close family member who's suffering from dementia, I think there's, I think it just goes back to kind of a, a sort of an instinctual, you know, feeling to just reach out for somebody when they're re when they're calling for you, you know, to reach out to somebody close to you. So, um, yeah, I, I, um, I think, like, I was really trying to play that part very carefully because... You know, it's um, it's kind of an emotional moment, um, and I didn't want to go so far and say like, you know, oh, it's a happy ending, everything is everything is better now, and um, so I kind of that's why the very last shot of the film is actually, you know, the water washing away again. Right. 
So the, those those kind of things, they were really, you know, tried to balance them quite carefully at the end there. Yeah, and I, and I love the way that she remembers her daughter too. It is a, is a mirror image of one of her own memories, and it yeah. it's, it's just such a it's such a powerful moment. And it's one of the things I love with with all of the short film program with the Oscars is is, is seeing all of these films that are that pack so much just into you know a number of minutes, just such a short program. What, what do you what do you do to be able to craft such a strong story? into such a short period of time? Well, I think part of it is, you know, is to be honest, like, sometimes with limitations comes, you know, a distillation of um, your story. So for me, certainly, um, on short films, you know, we have a limited budget, we have a limited amount of time. I can't make, you know, this a half hour short. I had to make it, like, about 10 minutes long or less. So... You know, you, you're really trying to pack a punch within that within that time frame, and that's why I think animation is a great medium in terms of storytelling because you can really um, quickly visually, you know, show things. And they do say that you know a picture tells a thousand words, and sometimes you know being able to visually grab grab the audience quickly um, pays off because they will um, invest in in this in the film, you know, you know within thirty seconds, which is kind of what you need if you're making a short right, film. Right. Right. Um, so you're really trying to grab people quite quickly, um, or at least kind of suck them into the to the world quite quickly. Um, and you know, it's it is a, it is a tricky is a tricky thing to try and pack a punch within within that time frame. But um, I think that's that's the kind of the joy and the challenge of making short films. Yeah, and and, and you you guys absolutely nailed it. I mean, it's an absolutely beautiful film with an incredible story. Oh, thank you. What, what where are people going to be able to see this as the Oscar shorts kind of wrap up here? Where is it going to be distributed for for other viewers to be able to watch it? Yeah, so we we did have the film online for about a month um, over Christmas, um, and we're hoping to put it back online in after the Oscars. Although it might be um, in maybe four or five months, so it will be back online eventually for everybody to watch. Um, and in between that, we're probably we have different distribution um, things going on at the moment, so. You know, uh, I can't even give you the full picture of it because it's not my—it's not totally my area of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there will be ways of watching it, and definitely if you follow um, the social media accounts, late afternoon film, um, uh, on Twitter and on Facebook, we'll we'll tell people when we we have more information and where where we can, where it's playing or where you can see it on television and things like that. Okay, wonderful. We'll make sure we have that link available on the website so people can uh, can follow it there as well. So, but I appreciate you taking the time uh, to, to talk with me about this. We're really excited to see how things go this Sunday, and, and best best yeah. of luck to you. Yeah, thank you very much. Not a problem. You have a great rest of your night, and thanks again for calling in. Okay, bye-bye. We'll see you. This is Michael, their producer, but here is David. Hello. I've got Allison here, too. Oh, perfect. How are you guys? We're great, thank you. We're having a lot of fun here in Hollywood. <laughs> so I, I apologize for the cold. <laughs> oh, well, you know, we're from Canada, right? So this is <laughs> anyway, it's a podcast, we can't tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. This is this is just all of us here in Los Angeles that are just wimps at 55, 60 degrees, and all of you guys from Canada. Are, this is nothing. This is summer for you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, first off, congrats on your on your guys' Oscar nomination. I know this is the second for both of you, and both of you guys are previous Oscar winners for Bob's birthday. Yeah, actually, uh, I don't like to tune on a horn or anything, but it's our fourth. Oh, is it? 
Yeah. Well, IMDb lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I always like to say also that it doesn't get old. That it's The last one was like 23 years ago or something, and, and we're absolutely... Uh, tickled to be here again. Tickled to be. <laughs> well, I, I'm ex- I'm excited for you guys. What what was the experience like? I mean, even though you guys have been through the nomination experience before, what what was it like this time around to be able to hear hear your film announced as a nominee? I don't remember getting up at five o'clock in the morning ever before and listening to it live like that. Um, so that was very exciting. And, you know, the whole big difference these days is, of course, everything's so much more immediate. It's all streamed and it's social media, whereas, you know, you had to wait for the evening newspaper to come out back then. Yeah. So, carry a pigeon. Something like that. Yeah. So, 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 so it's, you know, it's more intense and everybody knows that split second. Um, And we videoed ourselves. We were asked to video ourselves watching the nominations um, and we resisted at first but we thought oh what the heck we'll do it and if we don't get nominated we'll burn the SD card but um, <laughs> but we did and so we have that and uh, and the Academy has actually been sharing that along with other reactions and we sat at 5 in the morning in our pajamas in front of a laptop um, and uh, they announced the category and we completely forgot that they do it alphabetically and so it really shocked us that the first one they announced was animal behavior, um, and it really caught us off guard. Um, but we were very pleased. So that, that, that's incredible. So and uh, it's funny because I've heard from a lot of the other filmmakers how how they asked you guys to record your reactions, and there have been several that were like, "Yeah, we can't share that in public." So I'm glad that you got you guys were able to share yours. Yeah, lots of probably uh, salty language. <laughs> <laughs> A, a lot of it was people not wanting to be seen uh, making that making the ugly cry face on camera. Right. <laughs> we specialize in that. Oh, yeah. We didn't really do it this time. No, I mean if you see it, you'll see that uh, we've been the, the the overriding comment about our reaction is that it's so uh, intrinsically Canadian or British <laughs> or both because we're Canadian and well, British. We internalize. Yeah, because we just sort of politely shook hands. <laughs> I, I love it. So now, Animal Behavior yeah. is a—it's a very different film from all of the other shorts. A lot of the shorts don't use a lot of dialogue uh, in theirs, where yours is all about the dialogue and is absolutely hilarious uh, from from the first few lines of the uh, of of the film. Where where did this entire concept come from? Well, thank you for saying that. Um, glad you found it hilarious. Um, well, um, I've always been quite interested in therapy, you know, and, uh, you know, the way people think. Um, I went to um, a, a, a group therapy session a long time ago, or, or a class, really. It was for confidence building, because I, I was always very shy and uh, lacked a lot of confidence. And one thing they asked you to do was stare in the mirror and tell yourself um, that you loved yourself. And... Um, and that was really hard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just interesting watching everyone else in the room and how they responded to everything and to the teacher and all of that. And I always thought that would be a good situation uh, for an animation. But um, it took this long 
to combine that with, uh, you know, other ideas that we had. Um, I, uh, one of which was, you know, we noticed that animals have a lot of the same issues, uh, but um, nobody judges them for it. They, they just, uh, they get away with, with that. Um, you know, watching our cat or whatever, she's constantly licking and all of that, and, you know, you, you, you don't worry about it. So we just wondered what would happen if you did. So we thought a group therapy uh, situation would be the best way to show it. And we also kind of wanted to examine um, the question as to whether one should uh, adapt and change what comes naturally to them to fit in better, or whether others should accept you for who you are, deal with it. That's what come, That's how I am. You deal with it. It's not my problem. So that was kind of the crux of the uh, conflict. How, how did you guys come up with like the particular animals? Was was some of that when you were in group therapy? Were you kind of imagining people's different type of behaviors as certain animalistic behaviors? Oh, I wasn't really thinking about animals so much back then. That, I think that was sort of the twist that that made it into a better idea. Um, but we did go through... The, the group there is, is mostly what we, we came up with at the beginning, but there were a couple of changes. We, we tried a chameleon at the beginning, someone that's always trying to fit in, so it's almost invisible. Um, but then somehow his story, backstory, and visually I wasn't working very well, so we replaced him with the pig. Um, and and there was a there was a poodle uh, character in the in the original um, first draft, and we got rid of the poodle and uh, changed that for. Um, we just wanted one. Oh yeah, that's right, a cat. And we then applied some of the dialogue that was uh, the the poodle's issues to do with dog stuff to the doctor, so that he would have some vulnerability and issues as well. Yeah, and I, and I love that he did have those those issues as well that. He was clearly trying to suppress while still giving the advice. Uh, my personal favorite was the bird when he gets the bird to reflect on his childhood and <laughs> tells his entire his entire story, and they just try to kind of glaze over it because he, he made he made a breakthrough. And, and there's the gorilla just like, what are you, what are you talking about? That yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's that such a, really a fun, fun moment. Scene. It was a fun scene. You know, we we imagined that we might make the film full of re regression therapy so that you'd have all these flashbacks of stories and we ended up just going only with with that one um and it was a lot of fun to do because we sort of ramped up the lighting and and our, our composer judith gruberstitzer did a fantastic job with uh, the music for that sequence she pulled in all kinds of hitchcockian uh references um or bernard herman i should say um and uh and so it, it was it was a lot of fun yeah, it's, uh, there's just so much fun to this. I and, and maybe you can tell me if there is more uh, planned for it. But I really want to see it as like an animated series. This, this to me, had so much potential to just continue on, and I just wanted so much more to see all of these characters continue to come to life. Well, write us a check. Actually, it's a great, you know... Um, compliment we appreciate that you have felt so invested in the characters that you want more so we appreciate you saying that and, and it's not the first time we've heard that and um you know we don't know what we're going to do with it we've never intended as a pilot for a series but you know we'll see what we come up with and if we're inspired but uh it's certainly really nice to know that people feel so inclined to imagine it that way because that means it touched them 
Yeah, it it, it definitely it, it's it's it was definitely one of my favorites of all of the animated, just because it was so lighthearted. A lot of these kind of carry kind of a heavy undertone to them to really make you feel and and get emotional. And this one was just, I mean, you get some of those feelings, but it's also just there to make you laugh and make you have fun and kind of take you away from so much of the of the misery out there in the world. And that's one of the things I just loved about it. There's a lot of misery out in the world, isn't there? So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it 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 definitely lightened things up, and and I look forward to seeing you know if there if there is anything f- going forward. Netflix, if you're listening, talk to these guys. They've they've got the checkbook. So, <laughs> so now currently it's part of the of the Oscar Shorts program that's in theaters and part of Shorts TV. Where will people be able to see uh, Animal Behavior after the Oscars? Well, eventually you'll be able to see it on the National Film Board of Canada website. Um, they hold it back for a bit because of festivals and, and wanting people to see it uh, on the screen with Shorts uh, TV, Shorts International, doing the theatrical release. Um, and uh, right now in Canada, uh, Canadians, it's geoblocking Canada, can see it this week until the Oscars. Um, but it will be eventually available uh, online for the whole world. Um, on the NFB website. Excellent. Well, best of luck to you guys on on Sunday. You know, ho- hopefully you guys will have another Oscar statue to add to your collection. And uh, I, yeah, I, I really look forward to everything uh, that's going going on with this film. Thanks so much. I really appreciate your kind words and nice to talk to you. You as well. Thank you guys again for the time and uh, best of luck Sunday. Okay, cheers. Bye. We'll see you. Bye. Well, first off, uh, congrats on the Oscar nomination. Um, thank you. Yeah, it's crazy. So, what what was the experience like as as you know the nominations came in? Where, where were you at? What was that experience like? Uh, so, we live in Berkeley, so we're on the West Coast, and they uh, they announced the nominees at around five twenty in the morning. So uh, we woke up. Me and my wife woke up at about four thirty. Um, kind of antsy, like couldn't sleep, and it was actually our anniversary that day. So we had like this breakfast prepared and, um, you know, kind of got on the computer. My mom uh, was on Skype uh, during the whole thing on one of my phones. And uh, we watched the whole thing together and pretty nervous. I didn't think I'd be nervous. But uh, <laughs> when, when the animation category came up, my eyes kind of shot up. And, you know, I was kind of antsy. And actually, I remember when they announced the fourth film, I just started shaking my head because I didn't think uh, I was going to get it. And then I forgot that they announced them alphabetically, and R starts with the W, so we were like the last one to get announced. And, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, my eyes just like went totally wide, and I was speechless. And I just didn't know. I, I think I have a video of it somewhere, but we we didn't give it to the press. Like, they asked us <laughs> to record our reaction. We were just really awkward, and my wife's pretty introverted, so we just kind of stared at each other. And we had like a nice moment together. My mom was on the other line on Skype crying. Yeah, it was really, it was really beautiful. Uh, something I'll never forget. I imagine, and and what a, what a way to celebrate the anniversary. Yeah, it was great. I, was, I went to work that day, and then my friends uh, bombed my office with bullets. They, they kind of tricked <laughs> me. Um, uh, and then yeah, just like everyone at work at Pixar was just so supportive and like congratulating me in the hallways. And then um, that night we had reservations already at a restaurant we love, so we went there and ate. And if you forgot an anniversary gift, I mean, you had a great excuse. You were you were worked up about an Oscar nomination. Uh, no, we, we did the anniversary thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was 
that, that, that's excellent. So as far as animation goes, I mean, you're no stranger to animation. I mean, you've worked on films like Finding Dory, Coco, Rio, but this is the first one that you've branched off on your own. Uh, what what was that experience like, kind of stepping out to make your own animated short film? Uh, it was a little scary. You know, I, I think um, you know, I'd, I'd lived with this idea for over 10 years and uh, had hesitation and I think wanted to feel confident in myself before I started making it. So uh, it just took a while, and I think working on those films helped me build my confidence and, and kind of craft my abilities as a filmmaker. Worked with a lot of great directors. Um, and then, yeah, I think after Coco, I just felt really, I felt ready. Uh, so I was really excited um, to make this. It's such a different experience making a, an independent short film uh, as opposed to working on a huge Pixar production. But I found it very liberating. Uh, it was challenging. I think when we started, I had a lot of stress. I actually had vertigo when we started, so I had to take some pills. And um, yeah, it was totally like stress related. Because we, we had this like little trip right before production. We had to go meet my mom in Italy. And right when we got to the airport um, in Europe, the vertigo went away and never came back. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, I just, there's a lot of anxiety and stress beforehand. But once I got into it, it was just incredibly fun. And I was really lucky to work with a great crew. Um, one of my friends, uh, Chris Sasaki, uh, was the first person to collaborate on the film with me. So before we even started production, and that kind of opened up the floodgates to work with a bigger team. And uh, that was, uh, it's in hindsight, I never could have made it without those people. But initially, I'd always wanted to do it by myself, which was kind of a foolish thing. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It, it really came together. I never imagined working with a, a team that size, even though it's small in comparison to a Pixar movie. But I learned so much working with everyone, and the film became much better than what it could have been without them. So, yeah, it's a really amazing experience. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to replicate something like that again, but just kind of uh, cherish this, this process and, and this film. It'll be really uh, special to me for a long, long time. Yeah, and the... With the team that you had, your your art design on it is is just absolutely gorgeous. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but but as I understand, these these were all hand drawn uh, animated cells. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, well, so the animation was done digitally on TV Paint, which is the French okay. animation software. But the backgrounds were all drawn in charcoal. That was actually um, kind of a uh, my production designer Chris, the person I mentioned before. That was his kind of mo for for me as the director was to draw everything in charcoal uh, because I knew all the specifics of homes that's heavily inspired by my own parents and, and their homes. So, you know, I knew where certain things were, how some of the antiques looked, where they were placed, uh, how things looked. Um, and I also grew up in Toronto where the film set. And it gave it this kind of, um, like, handmade texture. But then Chris and the team of uh, painters that he worked with um, painted everything in Photoshop but he used a lot of really organic brushes and uh, used textures to kind of weather the line even more and, and created the style that was digital but actually really looked handmade and was inspired by um, a lot of things like uh, some photographers uh, that we really loved and uh, European graphic novels as well. Okay. Um, but I, I really credit, credit Chris with that. Um, I don't think I ever would have drawn all those backgrounds. I, I think I wanted to try to do it digitally just to save some time, but I really love that um, it has that handmade quality behind it. 
Yeah, it, it, it makes it, I mean, with, with all of the animated short films, every one of them has a uniqueness to their design. And, and with yours, it was one of the things that I noticed immediately was the unique, uh, was the unique animating style. It, it actually, one of the few movies that reminded me of, uh, was 101 Dalmatians. Uh, it, it had that very similar, the charcoal brush, uh, brush strokes and everything to it. And I kind of just kept reflecting back on, as a kid, how much I loved that animation style. And, and it captivated me from the first scene of your film. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's really nice to hear. We, we love that, that kind of roughness, too. I think it adds like, a charm and a warmth. But it's nice to hear that from someone else. So now, with, with the story that you guys had, uh, following this, this young boy kind of going between his divorced parents uh, over the weekend, kind of the cool dad who I love the scene where he's playing Duck Hunt. That, that made me laugh. But yeah. where, where did this story uh, come from? So, so it really has just been a work in progress for almost a good, you know, 12, 12, 13 years for you. Yeah. Yeah. If you count the whole, like, kind of post-life of the film, it's been, it's been about 12 or 13 years. Um, about 10 years to make. We finished in 2017. And uh, I started, I, the drawing was done in 2007. So all, all that hard work has definitely paid off. I mean, it's, it's a gorgeous film. The story, it's another thing I love with so many of these animated films is there's no dialogue really through a lot of them and just using the art of, of animation to be able to tell these stories. It, it really speaks to the power of this, of this particular filmmaking medium. And I, I think you guys knocked it out of the park and have, you know, definitely earned that Oscar nomination. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy that it's nominated. I mean, we made it, I think I hope that it played at some film festivals and got some recognition, but it's been wild and uh, totally surpassed my my expectation so we're just trying to soak it in and enjoy it but yeah thanks for the kind words of course and now now currently it's it's playing in theaters as part of the oscar shorts program um and as well as on shorts tv after the oscars though where will people be able to see the film yeah that's a great question so it'll be 
be available on uh, VOD, on Vimeo. So uh, if you go to weekendfilm.com, we'll have a link to it there. And you you can buy the film individually or rent it, or you can buy it as part of the, um, the Oscar-nominated shorts package on Amazon and a bunch of other platforms. Excellent. So, well, Trevor, thank you so much for taking the time to call in today. So I, I look forward to seeing seeing how everything uh, kind of unfolds on Sunday, and best of luck to you guys uh, at the Oscars. Yeah, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Not a problem. Have a great rest of your day. You too. We'll Bye. see you.